Oh my god, this song fucking sucks. I know. Hi everyone, this is Juan. Welcome to Hot Local Singles, your favorite pop music and pop culture podcast every other Monday <laughs> on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Here with me is Joshi. Hi, Google Podcast too. Oh yeah, all of them, even Podbean. We should... Podbean? We can't say that word. <laughs> Not SoundCloud, know that. No, know that. <laughs> Patreon soon. Um, we're just verse, reverse like that. Patreon in September, yeah. Yep. The seed, remember, from last yep. week. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and right now we're feeling silly because we just recorded for a bit and then we both got packages on <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> so we stopped. How did that actually happen? Yeah. Literally like God's intervention. You got your Speedo? I got my Speedo. I got my shorts for my trip Sexy. next weekend. Mm-hmm. I got my Zoom H6. <laughs> Talk <laughs> about sex appeal. For our podcast in two weeks, because it's too late for this week. Yeah, that's right. How are you? I'm okay. I'm a year older from the last yes. podcast. My birthday just happened. It is August 22nd, and my birthday was last Wednesday. It was okay. It was a bit depressing, like COVID birthdays, like Firstly, August birthdays, like late August birthdays, are always suck because no one's around. People mm. are always traveling around this time. And like my two friends were traveling. So I spent mm. the whole day with uh, just my boyfriend, which is really cute. But it just made me be like a bit depressed by the end of the day. I was like, right. Yeah. But it was just- At least you had your very own gay guy. Yeah. <laughs> my, own, my own gay bestie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my roommate who also fucks me sometimes. Oh, fuck. You should get one of those. How dare you say that to me? <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Jachi? How's life? I'm good, yeah. Since last episode, haircut, been listening to Troy Sivan, even. Really? Into Sudoku. I don't know. Yeah. Really big news. <laughs> he got into Sudokus. He got into Troy Sivan. I can't, I don't know if I'm into Troy, but the Sudoku really is like making my brain sizzle. I'm really yeah. into it. I can recommend the Dollarama book section. I really, I highly recommend it. Sudoku makes your brain like galaxy brain type shit. Yeah. Like after you spend a few hours doing Sudoku, you're like, whoa, right. Yeah. Even like 10 minutes, I was like whipping open the notes app, you know, for like other stuff. After 10 minutes, you're like, well, maybe the world isn't flat. Yeah. Like amazing (laughs) ideas. (laughs) Fascinating discoveries. (laughs) I used to play, or I still do when I visit my family, we like, buy three of the same book and then we choose like okay everyone go to pa- like puzzle 30 and we all do it and whoever does it first wins a contest i like mm-hmm. i should have bought one for my mom but you should do i have to say though like those newsprint sudoku books are like there's like a nasty vibe there yeah. there's like a filthy toilet vibe there yeah totally. that i can't get behind mine is like moleskin moleskin oh, style from the Laroma? It was a, yeah, it had like a different price tag on it, if you know what right. I mean. It wasn't like a hard coded price tag. So, you know, they like got it from a real store. Yeah. It's two bucks, but it has like the elastic to close the cover so event. I play with the cheap, the ones that you're describing, cheap ones that were like, it already comes with a stain on the back or like greasy stain oh. or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I those, can't with those. after like an hour of owning them, they're already like torn to shreds, a thousand yeah. stains. Yeah. yeah. Gross. My sweaty palms. Gotta check out your local dollar amount. Yeah. But yeah, that's been our week's birthday Sudokus. But this week we're doing things a bit differently. Mm-hmm. So we are having a binary episode because we know you all love the binary. <laughs> Fucking essentialists. Uh, but we're changing up the terms of the binary. And we're not doing hot and local. We'll be coming back to that. But this episode we're doing cancelled versus valid. Cancelled versus valid, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're like reviewing songs by pop stars that when they came out were maybe like critically panned or criticized for being problematic. And we're trying to see if they are still canceled or if we want to redeem them and call them valid now. Yeah. So, I mean, I might as well just tell you the songs that we're going to be either re-canceling or newly validating. Again, like Juan said, they're all songs that didn't land well. I mean, maybe they were canceled at the time, but like, I don't know. We're just going to reevaluate them in general because mm. cancellation is like a relatively new feature of society, I would say. Yeah. Whereas these songs are older, but yeah. Yeah. They're like aughts to tens. Mm-hmm. 
past two decades, let's say. So here we go. The first one, I would say we're starting on, we're starting with a low note a little bit. It's Avril Lavigne, Hello Kitty. Mm-hmm. Easily my least favorite song of the list. Then we have Miley Cyrus, We Can't Stop. Then we have Lady Gaga, Aura slash Burka, as it was known in the demo version. Mm-hmm. Pink, Stupid Girls. And Katy Perry, You're So Gay. These are songs that were like canceled before can being canceled was a thing. You know what I mean? So like effectively canceled, but the label of cancellation didn't really exist for them. But essentially yeah. they all got in trouble for it. And different degrees some more than the others and some more recently like yeah there's a lot of talk on the tl about just like what we let pop get away with for example like gwen stefani there's always a lot of discussion about like the lamb era for her the harajuku appropriation there's always a twitter post like once a week that goes like the girls are not appropriating like they used to with like a clip of uh (laughs) luxurious by gwen stefani like chola, yeah, exactly. Appropriation, yeah, the chola fully. nails and makeup and all that stuff. Crazy, yeah. Somehow that's not on this episode, but I feel like you all kind of get the gist of that concept anyway. Yeah. And these are like so much more stupid. Like we're not doing any real, like real cultural commentary. Like there's no R. Kelly on the list. Like no murder, you know. <laughs> no, <laughs> like pedophilia. Like, yeah, exactly. We're not doing like actual crimes. It's not because, 60 minutes. It's all yeah, the singles. <laughs> <laughs> it's not serial. We're not doing all of that. Um, we don't think our listeners are like the white woman demographic that cares about like, that develops a crush on like serial killers. No. And we're not going to talk about like Robin Thicke, Blurred Lines. Like we know you know why that song sucks. It's just too easy, yeah. You don't have to hear it to know that, yeah. We don't, we don't even want to play that song to hear for ourselves. So, to reiterate, it's about canceled songs, not canceled people, okay? Mm. Let's start. So, okay. Ever Lavigne, Hello Kitty. <laughs> so, she has four Japanese women behind her <laughs> in this video. I was watching Straight the video. Straight faced. Yeah, I was watching the video yesterday and they, they look so depressed to be there. They look like so not happy with what's happening. And like this drop, it's just. <laughs> There is tragedy here, you know? Yeah, they don't look like they're having fun at all. No. Whereas Avril is, like, smiling. The first offense of the song is just how loud it is. It's like a punch in the face. When you hit play, it's like, boom. I'm pausing that forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never pressing play on that again. Hopefully. Listen, yeah. This is actually the exact same criticism of of um, uh, Gwen Stefani's Lamb era. Just, like... Yeah. Poorly done, like the cheapest version thereof. It sounds like, or like the vibe is Jojo Siwa. The sound is like Skrillex. And then on top of that, she like added some like Orientalism. All of the comments are like, this song is not racist. Yeah, I saw that. Japan don't find this racist. People are saying it sounds like J-pop and K-pop, which it actually weirdly kind of does. I think that's an interesting conversation because yeah, the song is like, I feel like, the whole thing about the song, or the, I remember how Avril Lavigne defended it back in the day, was like she loves mm. Japanese culture, and she would never try to like make fun of it. What she was trying to do is like, I was going to say appropriate, but that's not what she said. Just like take the sound and be respectful about it. And it is true, I think that she was making a J-pop song essentially. And right. I don't know if that makes it any better, but it does. I feel like at least she's not just like using Japanese images aesthetically. She's also just like. Making a J-pop song, I guess. The question is, like, does she have the right to make a J-pop song? Or if she's going to do it, do right. it well? Well, it seems like at that point, maybe most of her, This was 2014, by the way. It seems like maybe she was skewing towards a big in Japan act. Totally. More so than in North America. I mean, yeah, I guess the issue maybe is more with the video. Like, you can't just have these women... <laughs> Like dancing like robots behind you while like you have all the shine, right? Yeah. Like, and it's also just like a shit video. It's a I shit think, video. Really. And it's a shit song. Okay, period. So it's. Canceled. I think that even if even if she was trying to like I don't know be influenced or show influences by Japanese culture, it's like make a good song. It's insulting. If someone came and made like a Colombian inspired song and it sounded like that, I would be like, that is like a slap across the face. If you think that's what my music sounds like then I would be even more pissed than if she just did like a traditional like Orientalist sample or whatever. Ooh, an Orientalist sample. Do you know what this reminds me of? (laughs) Making the Cut. Remember that show? 
I love that show. That was like early pandemic, right? Early pandemic, yeah, which seems like early, like 2010s, but no, it was only a few months ago. But those few episodes where they go to Japan. Yes, 100%. <laughs> the music yeah. takes a turn for the worse, <laughs> for the messy. I think the question here is like, what is it with like Western whites and Japanese culture? They like don't know how to mm. behave around it. They just don't. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. They really lose themselves in it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm thinking of all the, like, the Tumblr weebs. There's a lot of just, like, white people who love Japanese culture, but, they, like Cody said, they just lose themselves in it and can't behave properly around it. Right. So, on our newfound binary of canceled or valid, it's not valid. It's not valid. You know why it's, it's not, not a valid? good song. It's not a good song. It's also not valid because it's too new. Too new. She released this at a time when people already knew that appropriation was mm. a problem, if that makes sense. I don't know if you agree. This was one of the first songs I remember this kind of conversation about mm-hmm. in real time, actually. Yeah, you're right. I mean, and it was panned. It was panned yeah, for sure. I mean, it kind of killed her career, right? We were saying that no one got canceled, but she did kind of get canceled after that. Yeah, kind of. She looks so happy in this video. <laughs> Should we just let her live and move on? You know, she was having like the time of her life. Yeah. Okay. Like scooping candy. I mean, like. <laughs> The references to Japanese culture are so bare bones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, <laughs> she like receives sushi. She's sitting down. It's so stupid. And like, also like the fact that it's called Hello Kitty, that in, in itself is like already canceled. Like really your like reference to Japanese culture is Hello Kitty, the first thing you could think of. Yeah. I did want to add a fun fact before we move on that sure. when I was looking at the credit section on Spotify, I saw that the mm-hmm. song was written and produced by Sh- Chad Kruger. Her then husband. Her then husband of Nickelback fame. Right. So I think that's interesting. That is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I think she also wrote it, like co-wrote it and co-produced it, but... Sure, sure. For like the worst song in, in her discography. This Canadian royalty song is canceled. Can you add a sound effect? Like a bomb. We should. Yeah. One day I'll get some more sound effects for us. But in the meantime... We Can't Stop by Miley Cyrus. Yes. So this is actually 2013. Yeah, so this is before Hello Kitty. This is before Hello Kitty. The song is great. It's such um, a fucking good song. So here's the thing. Yeah. There was talk of appropriation when this came out too. A lot of talk, for sure. But it didn't cancel her because... Well, maybe because it was one year earlier. I don't think that's why. But I think the music like, and the singles that came after were just straight up better. Mm-hmm. Like, It's much harder to cancel someone when the music is better. Yeah, when the music is good. Absolutely. Because like, okay, here's my relationship with the song. I absolutely adore the song. Like from the second it came out mm-hmm. till today, it's like a classic in my library. But as a person who's has a couple of brain cells I recognize or I do sort of agree with like a lot of the arguments back then like the video is three black women twerking in the back and the Miley in the front and also I think what was most egregious about it is that it was so obviously like her rebellious era so she was equating her rebellious Mm -hmm. era with blackness and it's like oh that's just like a awful like implicit thing to be saying 100% thing to be implying honestly the black women in this video look like they're having fun at least, but it's, I mean, it's the same <laughs> issue. Like the star is the star, right? Yeah. I mean, and it's hard because what, you're not, they're not going to put her in the back. She is the star. Right. It is stupid. Like it's really stupid. It's really stupid. To equate a video like this as like shedding your country roots or whatever. Right. Yeah. I mean, that people still, that's still the blueprint to this day. We all know some, yeah. we all know another white pop star who's done that. Who? Name names. I mean Taylor. Oh. Oh, I forgot Taylor. You know who I was thinking about? Xtina. Yeah. She was always kind of like she's she's racial. Like she's yeah, she's racialized. Her, her dad is. Oh yeah. But she Latinx. Even if, yeah, even if, she, if even if she's Latinx, I can tell you she's not an Afro Latina. <laughs> she's not that. <laughs> So she doesn't have much. I just feel like her dirty era was very similar to the Bangers era, but she doesn't explicitly mm. like Miley just sings like literally like twerking out here like at the strip club. These are like things that are so coded for like black culture. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. The very timely black words. Yeah, yeah exactly. Totally. Yeah, yeah. 
The lyrics are full of that. Yeah. And I do think it comes from being produced by Mike Wilmate. He probably wrote a lot of the lyrics, right? That's, that's actually it. At a certain point, it's like appropriation is when you take black culture and don't credit the black creators and don't make use of the black creators that have invented the sounds. With that said, if you have an album produced by Mike Wilmate, it like the music maybe isn't the problem. Maybe the problem is just the video. Yeah, totally. So the song, I think, is valid, to be honest. I think I agree with that, especially because, like, apart from the couple of lyrics that I do think are, like, just a bit, like, reductive of, like, black culture in a way that only a white girl could be doing, apart from those mm-hmm. lyrics, it's it's not, like, it's not, like, the quote-unquote J-pop song that <laughs> Everlip yeah. made us listen to. I'm so glad we could decide this today. <laughs> so it is as much of why Michael made it song as it is a Miley song, in a way. Hmm. I will say the persona fit her pretty effortlessly, like a damn glove. Yeah. But then again, th- the follow-up single was what? Wrecking Ball? Like Everything's she like it. shed, she shed the vibe within Literally. months. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they like rushed released it. And what was most egregious about that is that not only did she shed that within months and the next album, it was like completely opposite, mm. like pastoral and like yeah, Malibu. Malibu yeah. yeah. A lot more criticism happened when she released Malibu exactly. right after. And it was, was like her in grass guitar. Mm. Totally. I fucking love that song. We've, how many times can we talk about that song? It's just good. <laughs> I love it, yeah. We like Miley Cyrus a bit. But yeah, when I was doing research, because we do research sometimes on this podcast about this, I did come across mostly 2017 articles of people being like, mm. rightfully so, being like, oh, this woman like literally was just like, had a, an era persona and now is back to like mm. her country roots. I also think it's just hard. She's like a girl in LA and maybe I'm being too generous to like a white girl, but I don't know. I feel like when you're like, you grow up in LA, you're going to be growing up around black culture, period. She so grew up like, in LA? Like this is news well, to me. I'm assuming, I'm assuming she filmed Hannah Montana there. Oh, good assumption. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, obviously like, I don't want to defend like, whoa, Vicky and bad baby and all those girls. But at some point it's like hard to have really solid boundaries between cultures if you grew up in like mm. like, like the classic argument of like oh but i grew up in a black neighborhood like it's not like that doesn't give you permission to say the n-word but it is gonna like affect your influences and the way you speak i think mm. i don't know if it's morally correct but it's just the fact of the matter i think that's only an issue when it's like used as an excuse to mm. like twerk in front of three black okay. women right yeah 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 so I, I do, I think ultimately we agree that the song is okay. It's okay. Is not canceled, but like the video, let's cancel it. Let's cancel the video. It's a bad video anyway, so why not? <laughs> let's cancel it. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. It's also funny. Last thing about this. I think yeah, it's no, funny please. how like she had this black persona for bangers with a Z yeah. and like, that's what she called the album. You know, like <laughs> there's like a level of cluelessness there. Exactly. That I think yeah. it's cute. That's it. It's like the cluelessness of it all. So the next song on our roster is Burka by Gaga. So as some of you know, Aura is the first song on Lady Gaga's album, Art Pop. It's a good intro, but it was originally called Burka. And we know that because Lady Gaga leaked it herself. Do you know that? Yep. I I read that while doing research. Mm -hmm. There you go. The power of (laughs) us Googling the exact same phrases. (laughs) And clicking on like the second link. (laughs) And clicking on genius.com <laughs> is what happened. Yeah. <laughs> so this one probably worth mentioning the lyrics in question. So the lyrics are, do you want to see me naked lover? Do you want to peek beneath the cover? Do you want to see who lives behind the aura? So obviously aura is just Burka. Like really the only difference in the demo is they swapped yeah. out that word. And it's about a woman wearing a burqa. Like other lyrics include, I'm not a wandering slave. I am a woman of choice. My veil is protection for the gorgeousness of my face. It's crazy. It is a crazy song for Lady Gaga of all people to say. Here's what the song sounds like. It's EDM. It's hard pop EDM. This is a full movie. The song? The lyric video is a full movie with... Oh, I didn't know there was a lyric video. 
Sofia Vergara. <laughs> Marketing. <laughs> this is happening. Wait for the aura one? For for aura. Okay. I didn't know that was a thing. I was listening to Burke only. Wow, that was cool. I um I I'm gonna have to recommend that video to everyone listening. <laughs> Forget about okay. the actual issue at hand. Just watch the lyric video. Crazy. I've never seen that before. It only has 16 million views. Me either, actually. So that was October 2013. Would have been great to put these all in chronological order. Yeah. Anyways. Imagine. Not enough Sudokus to have thought of that. <laughs> I needed to do one more. But the thing about Burka is it never came out. It's called Aura. Yeah, that's true. But the stuff about Wandering Slave, My Veil's Protection is still in the song. So... Mm-hmm. What's our take on this? Wait, I have a question. I don't know if you have the answer to this, but from what I've read, she wanted Burka to be the first single of the album, and yeah. the inner scope was like, no, we want applause. So she mm-hmm. leaked it, but then did she leak it as Burka? Like, so essentially Burka didn't come out not because she thought it was insensitive, oh. but because she, Interscope was like, this is too crazy of a song. Hmm. Because it does change things a bit that it's like, she didn't really, it wasn't even like a moment of self-reflection when Gaga was like, you know what? I'm being really stupid. It was more like interscoping, like, you know what? This sounds too like left feel for a single. Too harsh. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. Genius.com annotations didn't mention that exact (laughs) issue. They just said that it was leaked on gagadaily.com. So (laughs) by her. It's a really hard song to defend though or to validate or redeem. She definitely is borrowing some like musical elements from, I want to say like a stereotypical Middle East, like the guitars and stuff sound a bit like that. Oh, like a sitar. Yeah. But then she Maybe. writes shit like this. I don't know. She writes shit like, I'm not a wandering slave. Is that what she says? I mean, it's not the dumbest lyrics I've ever heard. Okay. I mean, like I do question why she had to, put herself in this position to cosplay as someone wearing a burqa. Right. But I, mm, I guess what I was getting at was like, you, I just don't see why Stephanie Germanotta from New Jersey or whatever, or New York has such a statement on like the burqa, right? Like not only a statement, but like sort of like a parody of the burqa, which for many people is like a very sacred Hmm thing yeah i, don't I think will it's a parody. S- i think burkas have been like a liberal <laughs> talking point for yeah. de- like decades but also like my veil is protection for the gorgeousness of my face that is pretty erotic <laughs> it's pretty what like erotic or like funny like satire to be saying my veil is i pretty- guess so <laughs> but like i just think of everything lady gaga says has that level of like cringe to me that's true but uh, i can't decide honestly Okay, let me play Devil's Advocate for one second. Okay, yeah. I mean, I'm on the fence. Please just okay. convince me. Lady Gaga, like at this point in her career, Lady Gaga had already made fun of like Catholicism a lot. So in a way, she's like, it's a quality of like making fun of all religions. Like she had her phase of making fun of Judas. Now she's going for like, mm. <laughs> is that another right thing to say? I mean, she was raised Catholic, so the context is very different. But do you really consider this song a parody? Like I don't. I just think it's not respectful. I think it's it's pretty straight face. You think it's not respectful? Like if, yeah, I don't think it's respectful at all of like what a burqa is, it symbolizes. Because she's not speaking from her experience of how, she's speaking from her experience. And like, I think the background of the song is like how she had gained weight and people kept being like, oh, we want to see Lady Gaga's body. So in Mm. a way she related to (laughs) to the experience of like wearing a burqa in that way. Essentially, the burqa is like a literary device for her, whereas for whereas for some people, it's like a lived experience, if that makes sense. So what you're saying is it's not valid. I, I, I'm going to have to agree. I'm going to have to agree. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel. This one's I think, is the hardest, and I was dreading this song. Um, really? Yeah. You've thought about this more than I have, because I, I mean, like, the first point being that it already had a name change. It's like, yeah. it becomes a nonsense song when it's called Aura, right? And in a way, maybe that suited it better from the start. Yeah, I think so. I mean, we are criticizing her in a song that didn't come out. In the end, she did. I mean, regardless of the reason, she did change it to Aura. Regardless of the reason, she changed it to Aura, yeah. So maybe that's like something to her defense. There's enough racial content in the lyrics even still 
that we have to decide. Yeah. But I, then here's the question. Is it insulting? Like, I know I've been saying like, oh, it's, she's taking this thing very lightly, but is it at all insulting? She's not even like saying anything bad about it, about like wearing a burqa. Do you want to see me naked, lover? Do you want to peek underneath the cover? Do you want to see the girl who lives behind the aura? Enigma pop star is fun. She wear burqa for fashion. It's not a statement as much as just a move of passion. I may not walk on your street or shoot a gun on your soil. I hear you screaming. Is it because of pleasure or toil? I do love Gaga and I do love this. (laughs) (laughs) I just love how silly she is. I love this shit. I love like. (laughs) She's referring to like Western people wondering the purpose of the burqa. Yeah. And I think that's what you're This is crazy. This conversation is insane. I know. But that's kind of what you were getting at to earlier being like, in a way, maybe she's making fun of like the liberal talking points or like the talking points about the burqa in the West, Mm. not so much like the burqa itself. I think that is what's happening. Yeah. I think a generous reading of the song would take that into account. No. Yeah. Okay. That's right. So she's like blending it in a pretty messy way. She's blending the an idea of her as burqa wearer and this like other as a burqa wearer mm. and like discussing people's reaction to either her or this other person and like the purpose of the burqa itself. Mm. It's a mess. It's a, perhaps it's a mess. Perhaps it's a commentary on being a woman and how you can do no, no right or no wrong, whether you're naked or fully clothed. But... Definitely, it's a mess. We know that. Do you want to peek underneath the cover? <laughs> I think it's. I think it's canceled. He <laughs> <laughs> just read that line. It's like, okay, no, maybe it is canceled. I think like it has to be canceled. I I'm like deciding. I've decided. I don't even have the authority. At least you have more cultural authority to cancel it. Because I'm half Iranian. Yeah. Not a chance. That makes a difference. <laughs> I'm speaking from a completely outsider position. Um, Oh my god, yeah. yeah. I'm half reading, so I can also decide if we can't stop is cancel or not. Yeah, yeah. I think we should cancel it. It's not instantly cancelable as mm. it would be if it were still called Parka, but let's cancel it. I'm happy with that. I'm happy yeah, to do it. Ha- let's do it. Let's I'm do thrilled it. to do it. Yeah, in fact. Well, that was a ridiculous use of time, but let's move <laughs> <have fun. laughs> Us wasting the listeners. Are people time. still listening? Hi, listener. This is a song called Stupid Girls by none other than Pink herself. Pink. Who remembers the song? I would argue almost no one. I know, right? Well, actually, um, you wouldn't know this because you're not a drag race watcher, but there's a pretty iconic uh, lip sync for your life with the song. I didn't know that. It's a song from 2009, in fact. <laughs> Again, the comment section is filled with discourse. <laughs> <laughs> like modern day discourse from the past few months. So let's take a peek. Let's take a peek under the cover. (laughs) (laughs) Canceled. Boom. (laughs) And listen to this song. You guys remember this song. I know. It's distinctly pink being anti Paris Hilton, anti Nicole Richie. I mean, my first question is to you is, do you really do we really think this song was actually canceled though? I don't think it was at the time, no. I think it yeah, was a right? huge hit. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking too. But I do think more recently on Twitter, I would say like every six months, it's sort of like who was the real villain, you know? Right. And it's like exactly. it was pink. Exactly. Yeah. It's like that. Totally. I hope our listener knows what I mean by that. I have a feeling you do. <laughs> I have a feeling you do. Sorry, I have so many YouTube tabs open, it's kind of a disaster. <laughs> do you want to talk for a sec? Yeah. The song is such a 2000 song that that shit couldn't be released right now because it's so much about like the cool girl mentality that in 2010 was like debunked of like, I'm not the, like, I'm not like the other girls. I'm cool. And I'm like smart. Yeah. But I hate the song. I honestly hate it. And I want to cancel it for being bad and stupid. Like pink of all people asking where the smart people are. Well, you're not going to find them because you're not smart yourself, Pink. You're a fucking pop star. You're not like Foucault. I don't know what, what like high horse you're on that you think you can like insult. Yeah. I'm not even a Paris Hilton fan, but it's like, it's so fucking stupid when 
a middling pop star says that just because she's like a bit like what is her claim to intelligence the fact that she's a bit thicker it's not like her music is that intelligent it's all pop anyway it just has a guitar or two yeah yeah i do like paris she has bops she has some comedic timing on the real on the real world honestly whatever i'm not even going to correct that on her show with nicole richie (laughs) Do you mean the real world, like the concept of reality or? (laughs) (laughs) Comedic timing in the real world. Yeah, that too, actually. That too. Should I read some lyrics from some lyrical content from Stupid Girls? What happened to the dream of a girl president? She's dancing in the video next to 50 Cent. They travel in packs of two or three with their itsy bitsy doggies and their teeny weeny tees. So yeah, that's about simple life for sure. And then right after that, she's just like, oh, where did the smart people go? Oh, where, where, where? And then the chorus goes. Uh And then she says later, it's like honestly vulgar. (laughs) Like it's disgusting. She says, Yeah, pretty, will you fuck me, girl? Silly, I'm so lucky, girl. Pull my hair, I'll suck it, girl. (laughs) Stupid girl. So there's there's a lot of slut shaming in that, first of all. Yeah, this is before like video hoes were defended as. Feminist. Yeah, like sex positive feminist, you know what I mean? That it's kind of, before yeah. sex positivity in a way. Yeah. yeah, for sure. No, totally. Yeah. And like honestly, I feel like if the song had come out this decade, that 50 Cent lyric would have been ripped to shreds because again, I think it's easy to read in a ratio lens. Who does videos like that? Like Kanye West? Yeah. Still, I, I mean, mean it's like the typical She's like, dancing in a video next to Kanye West. That would have been the that would have been the lyric. That would have caused a tweet storm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's a typical white girl shit that they love to do, which Miley Cyrus did and got in trouble for, which is like, oh, I hate rap. There's so much sex. Yeah. Which like every fucking white pop star has done at some point in their career. Right. Or has said. Or like real music is what I'm doing now, not, exactly. what, I'm, not what I did then or whatever. Yeah. It's always some shit. And then Pink is being like, real music is me saying, let's get this party started and not. I would agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Misunderstood. <laughs> Decent album, honestly. Decent album, yeah, yeah. Stupid Girls is like the lowest point of her career, I think, in terms of quality. It's like her worst song, I think. Well, she's like full adult contemporary now. It's like, yeah, it's not even music in a way. It just like is on the radio. <laughs> it's like fill time between ad breaks, you know? <laughs> Kelly Clarkson teeth. Yeah, it is like that. But when I was watching it, and this goes back to what you were saying about how it's super nasty, like the song and the video is super nasty. Like in the video. Blow up tits and stuff. Yeah. And there's like a scene where she goes to the bathroom and the girls are like puking in the sink and they show the puke. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I don't really care. I'm personally, I'm the kind of like mentality of like, let's push the envelope. I like to say, I'm not taking issue with Pink for being like making light of eating disorders. I don't care about that. Hmm. I do care about how nasty it is. (laughs) Like, I I don't want to see puke. Yeah. I don't want to see puke. That's all I ask. Okay. That's a fun little take there. No puke. (laughs) I don't know where I was going with that. I started driving without a destination. (laughs) (laughs) I thought this song was really cool when it came out. I can be honest about that. Like I was anti-video. I was like pretty much anti-rap at the Mm -hmm. time. I thought it was like demeaning. I can I can assume I was probably similar in the similar boat, yeah. Especially because this was like around when indie was getting big, so mm-hmm, we were mm-hmm. all like a bit anti. I mean, it was my time. parents' opinion, really, probably more yeah, than true. my own. Yeah. Just because of rap videos, I mean, first of all, like rap videos were everywhere, like they were on TV and stuff. Whereas right. now you have to kind of press play on them to see them. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, true. Now you have to actively seek them. Back in our day, we would be standing in front of the TV and we would see like a half naked video vixen without much. Consent. Video vixen. Oh, I love that phrase. I yeah. Love it. yeah. It's so much better than video ho. I'm sorry I said it. <laughs> Cancel. I've canceled these like five times this episode already. By the way. <laughs> it won't stick. Don't worry. <laughs> it's my white passing privilege. <laughs> One time I said the phrase white passing to my therapist and I had to spend like 10 minutes explaining what that meant. Yeah, she didn't last long. <laughs> so I never went back to therapy after that. I've been to therapy once in my life, which is probably why I'm so damaged. I'm like so probably. damaged. Oh I had so much therapy coverage when I was in school. Wow. Truly. Now your therapy's podcasting. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Talking to you in a group chat every day. Glassy eyed. 
Okay, but before we move on, is this song then canceled or is it valid? Easy. Cancel. Easy. Cancel. Re- retractive cancellation, yeah. So this is like the opposite of Miley, who this was valid when it came out, but now we are canceling in our context. Yeah. This is like Gone with the Wind that got taken off a bunch of like streaming platforms for being problematic like a hundred years after. It's a lot like Gone with the Wind. <laughs> hey, it's history. <laughs> Culture history. Oscar winning history, yes. Canceled for good. We can like seal the tomb on that. Mm-hmm. I watched The Mummy recently, by the way. Anyway, <laughs> that's not something I need to talk about though. We can talk about good. it after. Um, movie talk. Okay, I would do that actually. I want to talk mm-hmm. movies yeah. and like cinemas in general. Film podcast. We have one more song, but then we'll talk about some other shit, to be honest. And also I want to make a statement about going to the gym. <laughs> I did mention that last episode. And, a notes um, app statement? Yeah, I have a notes app that I would like to mention. This is the most qualified we are to, like the song we're the most qualified to talk about because it's like an insult on our community. And I'm talking about You're So Gay by Kathleen Perry. Yes, let's move on. It is worth noting in context that this is like the first of two offenses to the LGBT community by Katy Perry. Like right after uh, I Kissed a Girl came out. Oh my. Yeah, yeah. I kissed a girl. And she liked it? That one never got canceled. Did it? I think it got a bit canceled. I think everyone was like, that's a bit weird. You know what that was? That was her abandoning her Christian roots by acting gay. Yep. I can't believe that wasn't even on our list. Yeah, that is actually what that was. I thought about it. She started an entire career. Yeah, by playing lesbian. Gay for pay. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Poor lesbians, honestly. I know. I don't think we have very many lesbian listeners but we love them yeah we love you and they deserve to not have songs like that in the world too you deserve like a pop star there's no like lesbian pop star is there i'll think about uh, that. Haley, come back to that Haley kyoko oh yeah yeah yeah. bye maybe no she's full lesbian i don't know all right let's quickly move on because i don't know either <laughs> the song we're actually talking about is you're so gay by yeah as you said kathleen perry <laughs> We Katie Perry. No, why this was a bit canceled and problematic because she's using gay. Is this, this like sucked from the start? <laughs> but obviously, it like didn't suck enough for like label to get involved. Yeah, no. A la Burka, right? Mm-hmm. So here's some lyrics. This is one whole verse, okay? And it's like Please. all you need. I'm so excited. So here we go. It's actually the first line of the entire song. I hope you hang yourself with your H and M scarf <laughs> while jacking off listening to Mozart. Mm-hmm. You bitch and moan about L A. Wishing you were in the rain reading Hemingway. Okay. I'm like shaking my head. You don't eat meat and drive electrical cars to pay electrical. (laughs) You're so indie rock, it's almost an art. You need SPF 45 just to stay alive. You're so gay and you don't even like boys. Okay. My first thing, none of these things are gay. Mozart, it's about hipsters. It's yeah, not exactly. about gay. Exactly. It's about hipsters, not about gays. Mozart is like the straightest thing. Hemingway. Mm. If she mm-hmm. had said, I don't know, I don't know, Samuel Delaney, I don't know what I'm saying, but just like not hemming. Jacking like, off, listening to, I, I mean, I can't even, it doesn't even make sense. First of all, it's <laughs> joshing off. We all know that. Yeah. It was like, definitely not a, like not a faggot who wrote this. Yeah. Because it would have been like <laughs> reading like ATLR or like. <laughs> ATRL. <laughs> yeah. Some sort of like. Pop, I mean, anyways, pop, gay men don't read Hemingway. Gay yeah. men don't listen to Mozart, yet alone jerk off to Mozart. I think it starts off scathingly. I hope you hang yourself with your H&M scarf. <laughs> like, that's actually homophobic. Yeah. No, well, that's <laughs> like a critique. Like, from that era? That's a critique of fast fashion, Joshy, actually. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my mistake. Yeah. <laughs> In that she case, really I absolutely adore. issue with this, like, supply chains where things are just produced mass produced to last only a few weeks i think that's what she's commenting but like didn't you have a scarf phase i didn't actually think god in the aughts i think i did i had a circle scarf phase because i worked at american apparel not circle scarf that's like the t the gay t yeah sorry yeah (laughs) i mean i got got them for free i got them in a package if you Um, ever worked there you know what that is we didn't have that in columbia american apparel so ultimately, 
one of the worst parts about the song for me is how she spelled the word your. You right. are is like such a like porny, like grindery, like ugly way to spell it. Mm-hmm. And I do hate it. I think my like my main issue was what you already said. This is like a song about hipsters. It's like it reads like like an info war, like Alex Jones complaining about mm. leftists. Soy boys. A, yeah, exa- I mean it literally, right? It literally in the did you watch mm. the video? What? In the video, there's like a car, like the guy who's so gay is driving oh. a car, and the plate of the car is like soy boy. Literally says no that. way. Yeah, I swear to God. <gasps> yeah, yeah. Okay, wait, let's I forgot to play a clip, so let's play this. Oh, she's playing a guitar. Mm-hmm. So that's transitional from her previous career. She's like, Ew, the, this song is awful. Here. SPF 45 is not that much. Yeah, it's not really, yeah. I've seen SPF 100. I don't like it. She honestly is giving me Lily Allen in this. Oh my God. I was literally going to say this is like the evangelical Lily Allen. What is up with that? Like the bow in her hair, the fringe. I think the video makes it so clear that it's like Lily Allen inspired and historically makes sense. It was like when Lily Allen was popping. So maybe the label, the label was like, oh, people are loving this like witty, funny pop. Yeah. Witty, funny pop. Absolutely. The like hand drawn clouds as a background Mm -hmm. and like the daisies. Yeah. Wow. Lily Allen has a sense of humor. Lily Allen is actually pretty hilarious when she's good. Katy Perry's not. No offense to the Katy Katy cats. No, yeah, there's no wit here. It's like not actually very witty to me. And I feel like that's the thing. Like if it had been like good digs at gay culture, I would have been like rooting along with her. You know, if it Mm -hmm. had been like actual funny jokes about being gay, like. It would have like circled around and been like a valid form of. Exactly us re-accepting it after canceling it right yeah. like accepting it as irony yeah you're so gay that you smell like poppers that's not funny but <laughs> <laughs> something that was we can workshop that yeah, we'll workshop, yeah. <laughs> the the after show would be like workshopping gay jokes but at least something that rings true to the gay experience this doesn't at all no electric cars that's elon musk tees that's not gay tees electrical cars yeah and yeah like indie rock i mean the whole thing there's yeah. obviously more lyrics, but they don't, they're not really as hard hitting. No. I think. Dare I say she gave up? <laughs> she probably did, yeah. <laughs> Is she canceled? Is the song canceled? It's bad. It's bad before it's canceled. It's not even like worth a cancellation, mm. but it's just bad. Well, let me put it this way it's not valid. The premise of the song is flawed. <laughs> so it's canceled. Yeah, it's, let's cancel this shit. But I want to make a caveat. We're canceling this not because we're sensitive about the gay issue, but rather because she didn't do a good enough job at making fun of gay people. Yeah. That's so sick. That's so twisted. I am twisted. I do think a lot about how, like, everything becomes a meme, right? Like, the God Hates Fags choir. Like, clips of that have been going around Twitter for years. And it's like, we could only really accept that as comedy if we truly felt like more secure than ever before in history. Yeah. Irony only exists when like, we don't feel like we're actually in danger for like laughing at ourselves. Yeah. So that's kind of nice. I don't really yeah. think we were there when the song came out though, you know? Like, I think this song probably hurt more when it came out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can see that. I think it was meaner spirited in 2008. Yeah. Like people couldn't get, we couldn't get married then, I don't think. And in the US at least. You, do, you could in Canada. But you were too young. In Canada, you could. <laughs> you were like 12. <laughs> As we said, we will not be dealing with pedophilia in this podcast. Yes. <laughs> we're staying off that topic. I also just feel like in the historical context, it's just like so stupid because it was around the same time when uh, Hillary Duff was making those like anti-gay ads. You know the ones I'm talking about? Like no hate? Yeah, yeah. Not anti-gay. Like <laughs> Anti-homophobia. <laughs> anti-homophobia, yeah. <laughs> I floor it. There's, an, there's that advert, like, there's two girls shopping, and one of them's like, what do you think about the skirt? And the other one's like, oh, it's really gay. And then Hillary Duff, like, emerges out of a dressing room being like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you shouldn't say gay when you mean bad. That's like me saying, you're stupid, girl wearing a, a shirt as a skirt, because the skirt she was wearing was actually a shirt, not a skirt. <laughs> I mean, high, com- high comedy in that commercial. <laughs> we should actually keep that in mind yeah. from now on. From- <laughs> <laughs> from the Disney Channel team of writers. 
In conclusion, that song is gay. <laughs> as in bad. <laughs> gay as in bad, yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay, so it's canceled. Let's, let's cancel that shit. <laughs> Nothing more canceled than being gay, so. But what else? What else? That's our fifth song. So speaking, speaking of cancellation, I'm going to cancel Joshi for the sixth time on this podcast for going to the gym. Oh, going to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for bringing it back. I was like, I confidently stated that I'm going to the gym last episode and I still am like every day, but I actually didn't realize how busy some gyms are. Like Allie was saying she can't go to the gym without a lineup. And I think that's the case in most parts of America. Like I just happened to look out and be near a YMCA that's like really dead because it's in mm-hmm. kind of a new neighborhood, the Canary District, which is not a real neighborhood, but but it is. That's the thing. But no one goes there. So yeah, there's never a line. Might not a line. There's never more than like 15 people there. Yeah, you ha- even you have to wait in line in Montreal, right? So I don't know. But, I, I think the I think gyms are riskier behavior in other parts of even the city. So I didn't really realize that when I said that yeah. last episode, but. I've been going to the gym too, actually. I've been going less, but that's just because I'm lazy. But my gym has a line, but not because it's full, but because you take an appointment, like say at six, yeah. and they won't let you in until like 5.55 if you have a six appointment. Oh. So like a line in, inevitably ends up forming, but it's like pretty quick. And the actual like workout zone itself, oh. we definitely are distanced enough, like whatever the guidelines are, six feet or whatever. But I do think... I mean, we're talking about this in the chat recently. Like, isn't it airborne? Is it really safe for us to be all right. like, breathing the same air, the same air conditioning air? And like, hmm. but it's not. <laughs> I don't think making you wait in line for your appointment is like a great choice, really. Like, I think staggering no. the entrances should be fine. Like, for me, my gym isn't even busy enough that I have to wait. Oh, that's crazy. For my appointment, I can just walk in whenever, kind of. Yeah. I think they make us wait, make people wait because it's like they're waiting for the previous time slot to leave. Or they're waiting, no, they're waiting for the cleaners to finish cleaning or whatever. Because in between oh. time slots, they clean everything. Hmm. Yeah. Sometimes I go and the app literally says like five out of 50 slots have been taken. Like five people total are in there. Oh, there's an app. It's just nothing. Yeah, that's how you book it for the Y here at least. But... For example, the cinema, like going to a movie theater, that is too far for me. See, I've decided. I, but I haven't done Last it. Last episode, I didn't think that. Yeah, but. I haven't done it, but I don't think it's that much different from the gym. I think more people would go to the theater than to my gym. That's like a very personal take, but right. I think that's true. I think the problem with the cinema is that who wants to go, like I go to the gym to feel better, get endorphins, maybe hopefully be hot, yeah. but going to the movie theaters would be what to watch gone with the wind literally because that's what they're showing nowadays like oldie movies you have to like sit some more in a different chair yeah and they're not showing any good or new movies they're literally just showing old movies at least in my cinema in the montreal cineplex new movies are coming like first of all sponge on the run oh yeah god i forgot about that classic <laughs> had a canadian premiere here it's like not <laughs> even out anywhere else i said the word tenet in the park to some people like I was hanging out with people. Obviously, it wasn't really people, but <laughs> I said tenant. And I swear to God, no one knew what I was talking about. And I was like, this is crazy because I see that word online every damn day. Yeah. Like the tenant takes. Yeah. One of the tenets of modern democracy. I've read scathing reviews of Tenet, the movie, and I'm not. Really? Since we're pivoting into the. This is the after show, by the way. Everyone, hey, welcome to the after show. Um, after show, we're, yeah. <laughs> we're this film Twitter now, film podcast. I just don't have any, any interest in watching Tenet. I I feel like at this point, hating on Christopher Nolan is as annoying as being a Nolan fan, but it just looks so fucking boring. Like, I just don't like that kind of vibe. I hate Inception. I hate oh. his Batman movies. Badminton movies? Just kidding. <laughs> um, I liked Inception. I really did. I thought it was, in fact, great. No. Hold on. That's for disagreement on this podcast. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I watched it like this year. I thought it was well, good, frankly. I haven't seen it since it, since it came out. I remember leaving the theater like that year, mm-hmm. just like almost unable to walk, like after reception. <laughs> like, You're, like it really affected me. <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah. I do appreciate that he like 
writes a script that is so crazy just to have the excuse of having like Joseph Gordon-Levitt running on walls. Like, I appreciate that. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah. Drag- it's camp almost. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, it's drag queen mentality of just being like, who cares yeah. about the plot? I just want to see people running on the wall. I, I appreciate that. I think if all these public places started promoting their like filtration systems, I would be so much more comfortable doing yeah. like everything. Mm-hmm. Like the gym, to be honest, I'm a hypocrite for going. Like, <laughs> I think that's obvious, actually. <laughs> For me, the movies, it's like you're there for two hours plus. Mm-hmm. Like, Tenet's probably three hours. And at least with Cineplex, like, the seats are really spaced out. Like, you can look at the seat maps and look on the app. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, hand sanitizer, like, can't hurt, but... I still bring it with me everywhere I go, especially the gym and stuff. I wipe a lot. Yeah, same. I think the science did evolve to being like, oh, right. Like, because at the beginning, people were like, yeah, the virus can live in a surface for, like, 20 centuries. Now, yeah, they're more yeah. like, now they're more like, all oh, right, it's like, it's less, way less likely than we thought. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know when I'll go to the movies. I'll wait for a good movie. I do feel bad about my local independent movie theaters because I'm Same. sure they're taking like a really hard, and, and Montreal is really bleak. There had already been a couple of closings of small movie theaters and like a consolidation of movie theaters. Now it's all Cineplex and the big ones and of the indie ones, uh, Accenture's closed down. Now we just have Cinema du Parc. Cinema du Parc, a classic. A classic, yeah. On that note, closing my <laughs> notes app now. Yeah. Oh. I'm boiling hot. I think we should go. Okay, yeah. We've recorded a lot. I think that whole 12 minutes at the beginning is gone, though. I don't think we need it. It's going to be hard to edit in, and I don't think it's worth it. <sighs> yeah, we, think, we redid it anyway. Yeah, we redid it anyway. There's nothing that we didn't include from it, I don't think, apart from my Twitter five, which I don't care about. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to unwind. Like, I literally just wanted to, like, get it out of my system. But now I'm like, whatever. Fair enough. Maybe your next Twitter fight, we can, like, mention that one and the, and the last yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> should I just pick a fight? Just do another one. Yeah. yeah keep it interesting. This was pretty interesting. This one was fun because everyone was, t- like, when he came for me, I was like, whatever. No one respects you anyway. But I did. was I was, I was like, not even, though. No one, like, backed me up. But his 15,000 followers did back him up. And you know how, like, Twitter is all about, oh. like, in an argument, it's always about who liked, who gets the most likes or whatever. Yeah, I definitely totally. lost. I definitely lost the uh. battle of, like, public opinion. But I think I'm, I won in the fact that I angered the right kind of gays. When you're angering those kinds of gays, I think that you, you, that you take the W for that. We cut this from the beginning, but Juan got on a Twitter argument. Like seconds before we started recording. On this very day, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like riled up when we started recording because I just like, on a fine sun- Saturday afternoon, we're all just trying to relax and unwind. <laughs> <laughs> and yet. And yet. And yet. Okay, well, I look forward to your next Twitter spat. Yeah. Listener, please call us. Who you want to see me picking up a fight with? Could be anyone. Could be anyone. If... Yeah, if you just if you call, I literally pick up a pick a fight with anyone you tell me to. I'll just do it. Yep, you can call or email us to do that, or even talk about something else. <laughs> <laughs> Actual podcast content, yes. We'll be back in two weeks on Monday. Good to talk. Thanks for listening, as always, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs>